Sink or swim. Sink or swim. Sink or swim. Sink or swim. It's a lived experience. Hey, this is Joe. Is this Doug? Hey, I'm so glad you called me. I had a lot to talk to you about today. I am looking forward to it, and I am so excited that you are joining us. I think we're going to have a great discussion. We are. Have you ever noticed that Sink or Swim is abbreviated SOS? Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast. SOS. Many of us are screaming SOS from the mountaintop, trying to find answers, trying to get people to understand, trying to understand ourselves what it is that we're dealing with. I'm Doug. I'm your co-host with Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast. My co-host is my wife, Stacy. We are honored to bring you a series of interviews, interviews with people from all around the world, from different professions, different experiences, but all having a lived experience with COVID chronic, COVID syndrome. Please join us. Please follow. Please like and please share. These interviews will bring enlightenment to everything that we possibly can about the experiences we live in, about what we might be able to obtain for treatments, and what the knowledge is that we know up to the point of the interview. These are people that can bring information to you and those that are trying to understand what you and I are going through. Join us for this series of interviews. They will come in separate episodes from each interviewee. Each interviewee is excited to be able to bring you what they can share from their own experiences, from their own knowledge, and from their own ability to try and help you and me. Thank you for listening. Please follow, please like, and please share. Welcome to Sink or Swim, a Long COVID Long Haulers podcast. I want to welcome Joanne Collins. Joanne, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on today, Doug. I really appreciate your time and and your work and your effort and uh, really look forward to our discussion today. Same here, Joanne. To all of you listening, we are very honored to have Joanne interviewing with us. We also want you to understand that we want to have more of a conversational interview. So as you're listening, we want you to understand the lived experience that all of us are having. So Joanne is from Tennessee and she holds a master's degree in public health and she is a U.S. board-certified health coach specializing in diabetes care. I met Joanne in a Facebook group called the Long Hauler COVID Group. So Joanne, we'll talk a little bit about your COVID experiences in just a little bit, but first, why don't you share with us and our listeners about yourself as an individual and a professional? Thanks so much for that introduction, Doug. I really appreciate it. First, I'm a mom. I have identical twin daughters who are 13, and they have some special needs, and so parenting is a little tricky sometimes with them, but we do what we can. I'm a wife of a diabetic uh, who was diagnosed a while ago, and that's where I got my passion for diabetes care. I guess most importantly, I've been in healthcare for well over two decades. I have made it my life's mission, vision, all of the things to just everything, healthcare, how do we help people? That's sort of been how I've been trucking along for a while, went to school and then said, school stupid. And then I went to school <laughs> again and again and again. And I'm sure you can, you guys can kind of understand that at this point, it's my job to now, I think, be an educator for both patients and providers alike. So that's that's why I'm here. 
So it's very interesting to, we asked you, of course, to tell us a little bit about yourself beforehand. One thing that we hadn't shared with you and that we also have a, what would be considered special needs with a child. I'm the COVID survivor and Stacy has to take care of us and me and that whole combination. So I want to, before we even get very far, congratulate you for doing everything you're doing because you're not only dealing with COVID, you're dealing with all the rest of that stuff too. And both Stacy and I get it. And I'm, I'm even more excited to talk to you today. I just want to add, Joanne, that our special needs child is 13 as well. The increase in her needs has been caused by COVID. That's something that we live with and try to manage, not only managing Doug's um, symptoms and change in his lifestyle, but also hers. Hey world, and I mean literally, hey world. Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast is literally in multiple countries already. We came out less than a month ago. We are obviously in the United States. Also downloading in United Kingdom, Canada, France, Australia, Spain, Hungary, Romania, and more. And to just give you a little bit on that, we believe that she lost one of kidney as a result of some of her illness uh, on top of the other stuff that we don't necessarily need to go into on the special needs. But just to understand that we're okay with going into those areas with you also, Joanne, if you want to go into those areas with us. Again, thank you so much for being with us. And let's talk a little bit about you with COVID now, you as an individual. Please share with us as much as you are comfortable regarding how you uh, acquired the exposure to COVID and kind of how it began for you. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm happy to share myself and my whole family, my, my two kids, my husband, um, my kids' grandpa. We all came down with a respiratory kind of thing. February of 2020. In my case, uh, I have I have some I have some outliers, and I, I know that for healthcare professionals that might be listening, that you guys understand what outliers are in terms of unique cir- circumstances and, and things like that. My family had not had any of those except we started at a new school because we moved prior to. The COVID thing we had tried to do, we were going to travel in an RV and just like go across the country and just live and homeschool and it's going to be fine, it's going to be great, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that didn't exactly work out. So we moved from the RV that we were in into a house and it's a great house. But after moving into the house, I put my kids in, in the public within two weeks of putting them in school. I think I put them in school February 5th or something like that. By February 16th or 20th, something around that range, we all got sick. And one of my kids 
was really sick. And I was pretty sick, too. And that's how we kind of got. And one of my children had a fever that just would not break. And I was doing the standard protocol that we all know as clinicians. Let's rotate the Tylenol and the ibuprofen, you know, rotate them to try to control fever. And even though doing that, this kid still was carrying a fever between 103, 104. And, on. and we didn't know at that time. I mean, I, I know some people listening uh, may wonder, well, why were you given ibuprofen? We know that ibuprofen caused it to be worse and on and on. You were When was the timing of this? When did they first start getting sick? Timing, I would say 72-ish hours. And then, so it was very strange the way that this presented itself. So we all kind of just like, oh, we're feeling crappy, like everybody's joints are funny and we are whiny and just kind of fussy and, and so on. But with myself, I developed fever. I was sitting at 101 and I woke up in the middle of the night going, oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh, what is this going on? My kid had the super high fever, didn't want to eat and all the typical things you would expect viral things and um, but then I heard the call we live in a world that we didn't ask for obviously but hey we're here we're gonna live it together so let's make the best of it from this point forward follow like and share every podcast it's you that can make the difference You can share with other people who are fighting this battle with us, and you can share it with those people who are trying to understand the world that you and I live in. So join with me. Join with Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast. And I said, oh, please do not. Do we have pertussis? What is going on here? And I got my stethoscope out, and I listened to my kid, and I was like, Okay, no, we have to go in because we might have pneumonia. I don't know. Sounds funky to me. And the doctor said, well, uh, we'll, you know, we'll check you. And I said, okay. And check for flu, check for strep, negative. And I said, I don't, what what should I do? Here's what I've been doing. You know, all the standard things you do, you know, cold rags and ice chips and ginger, all the nursing things that we do and the doctor said well yeah yeah no just go on and keep doing that and i said i have a suspicion that we might end up developing a secondary infection guess what happened three days later mm, this child I'm guessing that we ended up with something worse double ear infection on this child so that was the first experience it, we eventually you know got better and was this in 2020 or when was this uh, that was 2020. That was uh, late, like third-ish week of February 2020. Okay. When that whole thing happened. Okay. And um, it but, sounds like you started out with the very classic symptoms. How, how, old, uh, how old was your child at that time? 13. Okay. So it yeah. sounds like you had the classic symptoms that, again, we just didn't know about for the COVID infections. Yeah. Well, and who would have thought? And, uh, you know, negative for flu, negative for strep. Well, there's, you know, 150 other, you know, viral pathogens walking around at any given time. You can have that. You don't know. You sent your kids to school. 
they're around other kids. Pertussis was a thing that was starting to brew again. Yeah, so, there's a there's a lot of stuff out there that, I mean, it was <clears throat> so confusing. Well, none of the institutions could exactly get their thoughts straight on this. We, like, basically recovered from the respiratory part. Everybody got their breathing back and nobody was coughing and everything was just trucking right along. One kid got sick, then I got sick, then the other kid got sick, then the husband got sick. In what, like a two-week time frame? Oh, no, within days. Oh, wow. Okay. And did everybody show up with this? It was like, okay, it's Tuesday, and then um, my kid's like, oh, I'm being mean, kind of crazy. And then uh, I'm like, oh, damn, you're sick. I can tell. And then we have the fever and all that stuff. And then I started feeling it. And I was like, oh, snap, the other kid's going to get like this. And sure enough, within a day to two days, the other kid was sick. And then the husband came home. I think it was a Friday. Actually, he came home from work and he was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And my husband is like, my husband is four. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. He's like the strongest, most just physically, ooh, this amazing person. And he was like, I'm down for the count. And I'm like, okay, Houston, we have a problem. I know in our family, we really didn't get sick that much. I mean, we'd get the colds, we'd have the allergies, we'd have all the common stuff. But to say that we were sick all the time prior to this, we weren't. Uh, what about you guys? Was there, I mean, generally it sounds like you were kind of in the healthy direction and that's also adds to the confusion of all this. So in our specific situation, there are two things that I noticed that had a huge impact. Number one, we did have some exposure to mold. And I know that that is a thing that causes issues in people if you have it for a certain period of time. I don't have... Um, you know, it's funny that you brought up the mold because our family, Stacy and I, had some of the exact same conversations about could this be and mold was one of the things i mean we literally we tried to search our house we tried to look around we dug under carpet we looked where water had leaked in the past and it's just it was crazy because you're trying to come up with these rational acceptable known reasons to explain what the heck was going on with all of us Most definitely, it's like, okay, you know, there's a scientific explanation behind all of the different things. With regard to the question about, you know, how was our health beforehand, we definitely had some mold exposure. My kids have some epigenetic with the epilepsy that they have. I probably have a bunch of things that no one would ever look for because I talk pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we've had some mold exposure. Um, In general, um, we try to avoid processed foods as much as possible. We try to eat organic as much as possible. And I've been doing this really kind of for a while before the whole COVID thing happened. Um, Here's something that I noticed that happened. You have a patient who has diabetes. Y'all have treated diabetes, I'm sure, plenty of times. Right? Yes. Bunch of times, right? Get rid of the white flour, bread, and the potatoes and the pasta and veggies and low-carb things. And here's this metformin. And, um, oh, oh, here's glyphosate, too. And 
here's your statin and so on. And, um, oh, oh, lisinopril, because you got to protect your kidneys and so on, right? We do all that, and they're doing it, and they have an accountability partner that's helping them do it. But then they show back up to your office, and their A1C is 9.2. Why? (gasps) Hey, guess what? COVID. So is that what you have seen similar with your husband? I've seen this with my husband. I have seen this with hundreds of patients that I have in my diabetes group. Hmm. Before COVID, my diabetes group had about 5,000 people in it. Today, we have over 8,400 people, and I cannot count on both hands and both feet twice how many times I've heard, well, I had COVID and it was terrible and it sucked and I can't breathe now. And also I was diagnosed with diabetes. How do I fix that? Like I see this every day, all day long. I'm seeing this and people say, oh, well, you're just eating sugar. Uh, no. Well, you just, you're, you're too fat. No. Well, you just, they come up with all the things and it's like, no, it's COVID is doing this. Hey, COVID world, thank you very much for joining us on this session of the interview with Joanne Collins. It's been great doing this with you, and we want to do it again in session two, and there's going to be a session three, maybe four. Please follow, please like, please share, please join us so that you know when the next one comes out. And hey, we've got another interview set up to do tomorrow. We've got another one Wednesday. We've got another one on Friday. That's just this week. So thank you. Stacy and I appreciate you. And we look forward to doing this with you for a long time. Be blessed. It's a choice.